0: you're able to and you're ready to just lift up the name of Jesus, let's go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. To worship and really well, I'm always excited to come and worship Jesus I know y'all are too but I'm just excited about the set that I believe that he gave us this week because it's pointing straight to his cross and when we sing the words no longer I who live but Jesus lives in me aren't y'all glad about that yeah. when I think about the cross I think oh man That is everything that I'm not, but because of you and because of your cross, I get to be, I get to be righteous. I get to be called a child of God because of what he did. So today I'm just so grateful. And I recognize that the reason that I get to stand here and that I get to even have breath in my lungs is because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And I just don't ever want to take it for granted. I don't ever want to take for granted what he did for us. God, we just look to you. Jesus, we look to you, we see your cross, God, and we just bow at our knees and we just tell you, God, thank you. You are worthy, Jesus. We praise your name. Let your name be exalted in this place today. Let your name be lifted high. In the name of Jesus, there is no other name, no other name that we worship today.
1: From heaven you came around, there was mercy in your eyes, to fulfill the law and promise, to a virgin came the Word. from a throne of endless glory, to a cradle in the dirt. Stone oh, was no- snow. Sí, And
2: Wash my sins white as snow. You know, it is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. That's, that's not a pithy saying. That's not something that's just regurgitated without any thought or feeling behind it. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Because there was a time where I was dead in my trespassing sin. There was a time where this is the last place I'd have been found on a Sunday morning. I'd have been sleeping it off Saturday night. But today, I get to stand in the house of the Lord because I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus because he paid it all. He washed me white as snow. I'm so just filled with joy at that. I'm energized by that. and it Just glory comes to my mind. But can I tell you the other side of it, believer? I'm tired. I'm tired. It's been a long week. I got a long week next week. I work about seven days a week. I'm tired. I even had a moment where I cracked a little bit this week and just started crying for no reason. I know you don't believe that because I was in the Marine Corps, but it happened. And, and when I was faced with those times before, when I was dead in my trespass and sin, when I was at the end of myself, that was it. I was facing a nervous breakdown broken and depressed but you know walking with the Lord and pouring your life out for his glory you get tired you get overwhelmed at times but you're not relying on your strength I stand here today strong in the Lord I'm tired in my body but I'm strong in the Lord I'm strong in my spirit and it is good to be in the house of the Lord. It is good to be here with those of like precious faith. It is great to be reminded that he has paid it all, and he has washed me white as snow. If you're thankful for him this morning, give him, just give him a shout of praise. Praise you. Glory. Yes, Lord. Glory. Glory father we thank you for the privilege to come together as a corporate body lord we know that there are those that follow you all over this world that don't get this privilege lord don't let it be taken lightly as we get to assemble and come together and encourage one another and lift up your name we just pour ourselves out to magnify you father to exalt your kingdom lord we just want to be your instruments to be worthy to, to be servants for you father i ask that you stir in our hearts lord that we receive your word we pray for pastor today for an anointing of heaven to bring clarity to your word father god and that we would receive it anoint our ears to hear lord we just honor you and give this time to you father that you be glorified
3: good morning guys my name is kelly wood and on behalf of my husband john and the rest of our staff here at christ chapel i want to say good morning and welcome to you guys today we are so very glad that we all get to come together and worship the lord today if you're a first time visitor with us i hope that you're greeted warmly as you came in the door i know that it is the heart of our greeting team all week long they are praying for you they are praying for your visit They want to be able to serve you. So if you happen to miss them on your way in, please do me this huge favor. And as you're leaving through the lobby, there's a table right in between the two side doors. And that is where our greeting table is. And we'd just love to meet you. We'd like to put a gift in your hand. We will not track you down. um, But we would just like to know that you are here. Um, We're also available if you'd like somebody on our elder board or our staff or anyone to come and visit you. We're happy to do that as well. But we just want to do what serves you and your family best and it's convenient for you. We've got a lot of information um, about what's going on in our church, what we have available for our student ministries, what we have available for our kids' ministries and adults' Sunday schools and such, as well as Wednesday nights. That's available there. That's going to be announced in our announcement video. And then we're also going to have it on our Christ Chapel app, which I'm sure they'll talk about soon. But, guys, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to play that video, and then we'll have our time of offering.
4: Good morning, Christ Chapel family. Got a few announcements going to start off with today. That is right. Today at 5 p.m. is Contending for the Faith with Pastor John. Hope to see you there. Then at 6 p.m. we have Open Gym, and that goes till 7. Hope to see you there as well. And listen up. We have Water Baptism coming up on March 27th. We would love to celebrate with you. If you would please go to the app or give us a call in our office and let us know. We would love to join with you. All right, listen up, golfers. We got something special coming up for you. The BGMC Golf Tournament is coming up. We'd love for you to sign up. Just go to the app, find it there, and sign up. Come on, golfers. Let's go show out. All right, make sure to check us out on our website at ChristChapelMacon.com, on Instagram, Facebook at ChristChapelMacon, but most importantly on our app. That's the CC app. See you there.
3: all right guys we're about to play the music and have our time of offering we've got our baskets up here at the front and this is just a time where we continue to worship the lord with our giving it's just as precious and holy as our song and i just want to give you an opportunity to pray before you with your family before you give and then uh, pastor john will come and pray over the gifts
5: Father, we offer you uh, this morning these, are gifts. We don't give to man, and we don't give to Christ's chapel or the assemblies of God. It's unto you, O oh Lord, that we ask that you would receive uh, these, our tithes to you and our offerings, that they might further the gospel message and the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to ask my wife this morning uh, to read the text. It's rather a lengthy text, and this is kind of like a preacher's secret. If you read a whole lot of text, then you feel like you're just talking so very much, and it's no really different. It's psychological, I guess, and she reads better than me, too. So Um, y'all stand with us and turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 13.
3: Okay, 1 Kings chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. I'm looking at Christy over here because she and I were marathon readers in Sunday school this morning, so I know she knows where I am right now. So, 1 Kings uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 34, out of the Amplified Bible. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord to Bethel. Jer- Jeroboam stood by the altar to, bur- to burn incense. The man cried against the altar by the word of the lord o altar altar thus says the lord behold a son shall be born to the house of david josiah by name and on you shall he offer the priests of the high places who burn incense on you and men's bones shall be burned on you and he gave a sign the same day saying this is the sign which the lord has spoken Behold, the altar shall be split, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out." This was fulfilled in 2 Kings twenty-three, fifteen, and 16. When King Jeroboam heard the words, the man of God cried against the altar in Bethel, he thrust out his hand, saying, Lay hold on him. And the hand he put forth against him dried up, so that he could not draw it back again. The altar also was split, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king said to the man of God, Entreat now the favor of the Lord, your God, your God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored. And the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored and became as it was. And the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. And the man of God said to the king, If you give me half your house, I will not go in with you, and I will not eat bread or drink water in this place, for I was commanded by the word of the Lord, You shall eat no bread or drink no water, or, or, drink water or, or return by the way you came. So he went another way and did not return the way he came to Bethel. Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came and told him about, all about the man of God and what he'd done that day in Bethel. The words which he'd spoken to the king, they also told their father. The, their father asked them, Which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God who came from Judah had gone. And he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. And so they saddled the donkey and rode it on and rode on it. And he went after the man of God. And he found him sitting under an oak and he said to him Are you the man of God who came from Judah and he said I am and then he said to him Come home with me and eat bread He said I may not return with you or go in or go in with you neither will I eat bread or drink water with you in this place for I was told by the word of the Lord you shall not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way that you came he answered I'm a prophet also, as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. And so the man of Judah went back with him and ate and drank water in his house. And as they sat at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who brought him back. And he cried to the man of God who came from Judah, Thus saith the Lord, Because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord, and have not kept the man, command which the Lord commanded you. But I have come back. Let's see. But I have come back, and you have eaten the bread and drunk the water in the place of which the Lord said to you, "Eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers." And after the prophet of the house had eaten bread and drunk, he saddled the donkey for the man, he, for the man he had brought back. And when he'd gone, a lion met him by the road and slew him and his corpse was cast in the way and the donkey stood by it the lion also stood by the corpse and behold men passed by and saw the corpse thrown in the road and the lion standing by the corpse and they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt when the prophet who brought him back from the way, when the prophet who brought him back from the way heard of it he said is it the man of god who is disobedient to the word of the lord And therefore the Lord has given him to the lion, which he has torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to him. And he said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. And they saddled it. And he went and found the corpse thrown in the road, the donkey and the lion standing by the body. And the lion had not eaten the corpse or torn the donkey. The prophet took up the corpse of the man of God and laid it on the donkey and brought it back. And the old prophet came into the city to mourn and bury him. And he laid the body in his own grave, and they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother! And after he buried him, he said to his sons, When I am dead, bury me in the grave in which the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying which he cried by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the houses of the high places which are in the cities of Samaria shall surely come to pass. And after this thing, Jeroboam turned not from his evil way, but made priests for the high places again from among all the people. And whoever would, he consecrated, that there might be priests for the high places." And this thing became the sin of the dynasty of Jeroboam that caused it to be abolished and destroyed from the face of the earth.
5: Let's pray together. Lord, I just humble myself before you. Um, If it were not for your mercy, I would be consumed. And we ask you today, O Lord, to speak a clarion word to us for this hour in which we're living for us as individuals, for a family and as a nation. Lord, I know for myself I would rather hear a word of warning and rebuke from your lips than rivers of praise from the lips of carnal men. Show me where I stand, O Lord. Show me uh, that your ways and your righteous paths illuminate my soul today, O Lord. And may we leave with nothing between us, no such disobedience and no such destruction, I pray. In your son's name, I ask for that anointing today. Amen. You may be seated this morning, and thank you, Kelly. In the West today, there is a false religion that is not creeping up, it's sweeping the land. It's one that is Man focused, it originates with man, it's empowered by man, and it culminates in the glory of man. No mention of the God of the Old Testament, you know, it's like the, they paint the God of the Old Testament as an angry, mean spirited God, and uh, the God of the New Testament, Jesus, is happy go lucky, friend of sinners. Well, it's the same person, and if there was a generation that focused only upon the holy, sovereign, judging God, that generation has passed. There's now a uh, trend of no fear for the Lord, no fear of the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that you're walking around like this waiting for God to smite you at any minute, but there's a fear that is the beginning of wisdom. And if we humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord then the Lord lifts us up and we fear no other person. There's so many, this passage, you you could do a series out of it, and I'm going to try just to give you the highlights and go search it out. But here is a man of God, a man that God validated, a man that God endorsed, a man that God used. God called him a man of God. And we find him dead in the street because God smote him. There's a seriousness when we change the word and ways of God to fit us. And God will not stand for it. That's the height of arrogance. It's a a proof of ignorance. And it comes disguised as presumption. For just a few moments, I want to talk to you about three different uh, people and apply that to where we are in the world and make sure that there's no evil heart of unbelief in us and departing from the living God that we do not change, dilute, pollute or exaggerate the word of God but if God said it, he is is perfectly confident enough to know what he wants to communicate and we can't change the ways of God the laws of God, the expectations of God I want to speak to you about a godless king a compromised prophet, and a deceived believer. The title of the message this morning, make sure I have it right, The Deception and Destruction of the Righteous. That title alone makes me uneasy. The Deception and Destruction of the Righteous. Don't let it be lost on you that this righteous man who had the smile of God, the commission of God, and God validated him with signs following Don't let it be lost on you that he was killed by a lion. Because your adversary is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, to consume. First of all, let's look at this godless king. And this is a type of those in authority. Seats of power. Positions of influence. Controller of the masses. We have that in government. We have that in corporations we have that in spiritual hierarchies a godless King just because they use the name of Jesus does not mean they're godly a godless King a presumptuous King raising his opinion past that of God's law the man of God came and pronounced judgment on this King he cried against the altar The altar that this man, Josiah, had raised up. First of all, it's not a king's place to be a priest. Only Jesus was both. Priest and king. But this man raised up an altar and he built, and we'll get to this in just a moment, but he he made golden calves and told them, these are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. And they would sacrifice on these man-made altars. I'm deciding where I worship. I'm deciding how I worship. I'm deciding what I worship and in the end, I'm going to call it God. And he cried, this prophet cried against the altar of God and said that it would be broken and the ashes of these false prophets would be burned there. That's what the world, that's what the government, governments, uh, false prophets, religious uh, hierarchy is doing today. They're, They're changing God's path to himself they're changing the identity of god making him just like unto us except a little more supernatural that all roads lead to god they're changing the path of salvation the plan of salvation and a bloodless gospel where christ did not needs die and he most assuredly is not the 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 centerpiece of all that it's supposed to be because within all of us they say within all of us is that God dynamic, that God power. Presumptuous king, raising his opinion past that of God's law. And here's here's where it comes through the most, where you can see how godless he was. He was an accommodating king. When the kingdom was divided and controlled, and the king here, Jeroboam, controlled the northern part, he stopped all the pilgrimages to Jerusalem. So stay with me. God had commanded that they would come at different times of the year with different feasts and different expressions to Jerusalem. Josiah, who was head of this northern tribe, stopped the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Listen to this. This this is so simple but profound. He said in 1 Kings 12 to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, Israel, that brought you out of Egypt the golden calf he set one up in Bethel and the other in Dan and this thing that the king did became a sin and the people came to worship the one at Bethel and went as far as Dan to worship the other so it is today we have preachers pastors so-called apostles and prophets that the theme of this generation is it's too much for you what God expects it's too much for you Uh, to to meet the expectations and plans that God has for you I will construct a religion that shapes itself around you no inconvenience to you I want to make it easier for you our churches swell under the preaching it's too much for you let me make it easier I saw a cartoon years ago and this is not an anti-coffee statement I don't drink coffee I happen to drink Diet Mountain Dew. It's not a drug. It's not a drug. I don't don't drink coffee. But it showed, uh, a cartoon was drawn where it showed Moses at the burning bush, barefoot holding a coffee. That's where we are today. We believe we can just approach him in any way and we gravitate to, we heap to ourselves teachers that say, Oh, that's too much for you. Let's make it easier. This isn't what this message is about, but I I just want to tell you, and you can agree or disagree, but it's a symptom. It's a shame that when it's time to begin worship in this house at 10 a.m., 10% of the people are in this sanctuary. It's a shame. You can get mad with me. You can tell me, all the different reasons i I understand it's a respect issue you don't owe me nothing you you don't owe me anything but it's just too much for us you know we can get up at five o'clock to go to work and can't be at god's house at ten or nine for the for the teaching of the word of god it's it's just a a light atmosphere now i'm not talking about a legalism I'm talking about that which we've lost that's made us powerless and we cater. There'll be someone that leaves because I said that today. I had someone left one time. They told me, they said, you just keep talking about being here on time. I said, it's not about punctuality. It's about being prepared. And said, I tell you what, if I don't get the makeup on, if my shirt ain't pressed, I'm going to be there for the first note and tell the Lord. I got up this morning and I wanted to be in my place standing with a heart ready to worship you. Oh, it's too much for you. Hey, just come when you want, bring your donuts in, come in flip-flops. You know, you don't even have to bathe. It's bathe, you know, optional. Just come on. You can tell I'm trying to grow a local church, can't you? Listen, it's too much of you to live under Lordship. Talk about the Jesus that died, but don't talk about the one that rules and reigns, not just in heaven, but at the throne of your heart. It's too much for you to live a life of self-denial and this die daily. I want my best life now. The power of I am. I can just say the words, I am, and whatever I want to put after that has to be. It's too much to say if you would come after Jesus. You must deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. It's too it's too much. It's too much to live in the world and not love it. It's too much to forcibly separate yourself from its pleasures and its vices. It's too much to walk in the narrowness of God's path in doctrine, in practice, in relationships, in priorities. It's too much to pursue righteousness and purity of life, thought and actions. It's too much to to say, you know, you you shouldn't be shacked up with that person before you get married. Well, We can't can't afford. Come on. Come on. No, what you have to do is you have to pay the two rents and live poor like everybody else. Well, it's not like that. Oh, I know what it's like come on to look the other way when our friends are participating in immorality and and, and not care for their dying soul it's too much let's just create one where we see nothing say nothing, do nothing and let our friends go to hell well I just don't believe that well let me just give you some scripture by the way this morning's message is just straight Okay. for this reason does the wrath of God fall upon the children of disobedience And be not deceived, fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, those that are proud, blasphemers, those that are abusers of people, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, I'm in a homosexual relationship and I care. I didn't say you didn't care. I didn't say you weren't sincere. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, the Lord knows our heart. We're just living together to save money. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. We must have a repentance about us. And it's not to get no Pastor John's approval. You don't need my approval. You don't need a handshake. Shaking my hands like shaking a donkey's tail. It doesn't help you at all. But there must be about us an alignment that says you're the Lord. You're the Lord. And to follow after you, it's just too narrow. Let's just create one where we can all live like hell all week and come in and sing How Great Thou Art on Sunday and the preacher says, we're all good. Your heart is supposed to convict you. And we are filling our churches with ministers that silence the, the conviction in our heart by saying, it's too much, it's too much, just come on, let's all come together and have a, you know a potluck supper. I want, hey, listen, if you're my friend, I want you to tell me you're not where you used to be. John, the Lord's coming. Get ready. Get right. Live pure. It's just too much for you. No, it's not. It's a narrow pathway, and narrow pathways lead to specific destinations. I'm on my way to Zion, the beautiful city of Zion. I'm on my way to the city of the living God. Be careful. We are not people of the crowd. We are people of the Christ. It's too much. It's too much to allow myself to be changed into God's image when I can so easily change Him into mine. It's too much to travel to Jerusalem to worship in God's truth. I'll just worship in my truth. God is a spirit. And those of us that choose to worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Somewhere along the way, we thought that worship Him in spirit meant sincerity. You can be a sincere fool. Sincerity is not spirit. It means that if God is a spirit, my worship of Him must originate by His spirit in me. And it must be in accordance with truth. Truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. John 17, 17. Thy word is truth. There's no such thing as your truth. Do you realize how ridiculous that is? Well, that's just my truth. Try that with gravity. It's just my truth that gravity is not all that it's supposed to be. Try milking a bull. I'm serious. Do you realize how insane we've gotten? We're ordaining illicit, perverted men and saying they are ministers. We're letting the church go whatever way they want. And it comes, here's the spirit, and I I trust I'm saying it right. It's just too much, it's too much. How can I make it easier for you, and how can you make it easier for me so we can all live carnally and say, these be our gods? When Moses went on the Mount of God to get the, the, the law, and he came back down, and Aaron had fashioned golden calves, isn't it funny that the people were dancing around naked? Or isn't it odd? Or is it? Nakedness, immorality, especially sexual immorality, is the evidence of false faith. It's one of the evidences. A perversion of heart, mind, soul, body, When Moses come down, if I remember the story correctly, didn't he melt down those false gods and sprinkle them in water and make them drink it? I'm asking today, as a fellow traveler in the faith, do your gods look more like something that your hands have made than it does the God of the Bible. A godless king will make it easy for you. Now, having said that, I just want to address this very quickly. Some of us grew up in very legalistic. Uh, Some of you experienced, you know, where everybody was going to hell every week. I I, I remember going to church and the guy's preaching on hell and his veins coming up on his head, you know, he's screaming. And I'm thinking, I think he wants me to go there. I, I really do, you know. There was everything with law and law and damnation. That's not what this is. This is a a genuine fear of the Lord. When I see myself according to the law and I'm guilty and I bow myself before him and I repent and I turn away, then the rest of my life I live with my arms by my side, my shoulders square, my head raised, because if God does not condemn me, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. There's no fear. Since I feared the Lord, I don't fear anything else. God's not waiting in heaven to smite you. He smote Jesus for you. That we could through repentance receive that which we could not obtain through the law. We can't live perfectly. None of us can. But we can have a perfect heart. The king of this land, the, the spiritual authorities in place, This is their mantra. It's too hard for you. Let me make it easier. The goal of the preacher is not to make it hard. The goal of the preacher is to repeat the words of God. To repeat the words of God. Number two, a compromised prophet. Before we get to the deceived believer, the Bible says there was no prophet in the land one who had ceased hearing from the Lord because he stopped speaking for the Lord. How can that prophet be in the land and they are burning incense to gold-fashioned calves and it's not just that. it's They said, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. What a slap in the face of God. This man-made expression is what saved you and what delivered you. How could this prophet live there and be quiet how can you work there and be quiet because it costs to stand up it costs to stand out it costs to speak up i think that's part of the reason jesus says when the son of man cometh will he even find faith in the earth this prophet knew when he, when he saw the king setting up these places, if I go against this trend, I'm unemployed. And I've got tenure now in the church, and I can't lose my pension and my social security and everything and our 501c3. And the, You know, I can curb back and just be quiet. The problem is when a prophet or a believer stops speaking for the Lord, they stop hearing from the Lord. That's good. This prophet was one who had no problem lying in God's name and place. Just told the man of God, yeah, an angel of the Lord appeared to me and said for you to come back. And it's just one one type here. Listen, if you can overlook evil, you can lie to cover it. Don't lie. Tell me the truth. Does this suit make me look big? Yes, yes, yes. This compromised prophet had a supernatural anointing and influence, but it wasn't divine. You tell me. I'm not telling you, you tell me. How is it, how is it that a man-centered gospel based on secular humanism and the power and light within, how can those churches have 50 and 60,000 people in them? And a man in his 70s who's been preaching for 50 years who knows Jesus personally and preaches the Word of God had 10 or 11. You tell me. When you can hear a nugget come from that man, just one word that would change your destiny because it's too hard. And he's not, watch, that man, the older man, he's not preaching for us. He's preaching for God. And I don't like it, it's not hardly a Sunday goes by somebody don't leave, I want to just say sometimes can you tell me what part at least where are you leaving I have to joke about it because it grieves, I don't want to be that person but you're not going to stand on the last day in front of a, an angry righteous judge and say Pastor John didn't tell me that one ain't going to stick on me This compromised prophet was more than willing to sacrifice the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous. Why was he trying to get him to come back home? Was it just, hey, there's another prophet, you know, we do the same thing? Like inviting buddies with the same field, you know, come No, it wasn't that. The man of God had pronounced judgment upon the altar, upon the king, and by not even going home the same way and having fellowship, He said, everything about this is cursed by God. So if this old prophet can bring him back and the townspeople see that he came back, then maybe God's not as mad with us as he said he is. It's to dilute the judgment of God. If you'll build a calf to change the person of God, you'll surely invite a man of God to your house to dilute the pronouncement of judgment of God. He wanted to change. See, it, you const, it, once you start down this slope, you can't stop. We change who God is. We change what God says. God pronounces judgment. We can change that. We can change that until we get a religion that fits us, that damns us. People will come and ask, pray for me, pray for me about their sin. I said, no. You think I'm a mediator between you and God? You fall on your face and say, be merciful unto me a sinner oh god and you find him meet you and him give you a grace that restores and and heals you i ain't got time i don't care how good you that that's part of it too jason when you were talking about the difference today between soul tired and physically tired i don't need you to make me i don't need a preacher to make me feel better about myself. I don't need one to beat me up either. I need you to turn the mirror so I can see where I'm at. Let me and God talk about this. Preach the word. Let the conviction of the Holy Spirit address me. Let me find repentance and receive grace. This compromised prophet, please listen to this statement was able, through his words, to bring a man of God to nothing. I don't know how to tell you any more plainly. Preachers that I grew up listening to, that discipled me from a distance, watching on television and playing their sermons, I can't even listen to them anymore. I'm not taking away from that which they did before. I'm not judging their heart. I'm saying they're now not preaching from the Bible. Christ is not the center, and it's another spirit. And if I listen to a compromised prophet, I'll wind up being judged by God. How is it that the man of God died before the old prophet died? Because you knew better. We knew better. We knew better. And God was going to show this land how serious he was about righteousness and the time has come right before Christ's return that judgment must begin at the house of God and if the righteous are scarcely saved where will the ungodly be this is a hard message for visitors today isn't it so, welcome to Christ's chapel that guy was <laughs> And number three let's talk about the man of God and I want to ask you are you a man of God of God. Are you a woman of God? Well, directly it applied to him, but aren't the lessons applicable to us as well? Okay, watch. He was a common man. Didn't even mention his name, no title. Oh, I thank the Lord that I was delivered years ago with just a childlike understanding that I don't need titles. Pharaoh had a title, Moses had a testimony. The fact that God called him a man of God. (laughs) They say John is a man of faith. He's a man of the Lord. He's a man of the that that right there. But he's coming. There are people in this pew. you're, You're convinced somehow that being on the stage makes somebody better than someone in the chairs. They ain't got nothing to do with it. Titles mean nothing. Titles mean nothing. Go to a restaurant where it says customer service is our main priority. I was on the phone the other day with someone, uh, a business, two hours and 12 minutes. Thank you for your patience. Your call is important to us. No, it's not. No, it's not. Due to unexpected call volume. Time out. If it was unexpected, then why do you have an announcement made professionally to tell me that the thing is late? You must have foreseen that you didn't have enough employees because you paid someone to make the announcement that plays every 30 seconds for the last two hours. Hey, truth, truth will set you free, man. I just would be so encouraged to say, Hey, thanks for holding. We obviously don't care much about you at all. You're a number, and we're going to get to you when we can. At least know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. This believer was a common person But he had uncommon consecration. He was a commissioned man. He was a courageous man. What kind of courage does it take to go up to a king who is not afraid of God, much less you, and stand and say, thus saith the Lord God? Some of us in this last hour, to be what we're supposed to be, it's going to cost us. It's going to take courage. To stand up and say, no, there aren't 57 genders. No, there's two. In the beginning, God created male and female. He created them. He created them. Uh, Jesus can't be the only way to the Lord. There is only one name under heaven, named among men, whereby we must be saved. Yes, it's Jesus. Yes. He was a powerful man that God endorsed. Now, some of y'all, this is no big deal to you, but I, this is, the, I guess, the carnal part of me. I liked it when, the, when he raised up, at, went to grab the man of God, and his arm withered up. I just thought that, I liked that. He goes to grab the man of God. <laughs> you know, where the man's, I ain't got a title, but I got that right there. You know, that's, part, that's what I'm thinking. Grab me with the other hand. That's what my mind's saying. And there is a deliverance and a defense that God will bring, not every time. Because sometimes we honor him with sufferings and persecutions and alienation. Sometimes we honor him that way, and other times he just shrivels their arm up. I've seen the tongue shrivel up in the head. You'll get that later. Let them cuss. Let them talk about you. When it's time to defend, God will defend. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So here's a man, I want you to get the picture, a courageous man, a common man with uncommon consecration, a man that God validated. He didn't even ask him to help him. He withered the man's hand up. This is just like the world. Oh, cocky and brazen until God moves. So here he is with his his drawn-up nub. You know, and he goes, yeah, uh, ask your God to fix this wait a minute, time out, freeze. Everybody just freeze. I thought you said God's right here. Wasn't he there in front of the fake golden calves and the stuff there at the altar? While we're here, it's the same God that brought us up out of Egypt. So you mean ask a different God than the one you're tricking the people with? He said, pray, ask your God to heal him. And he did, and the man's arm went back. So he wasn't a man that had to win. And he wasn't a man that had to see his enemies crushed. He let God do the judging. He just did the truth. He just did the truth. We don't, we don't glory in God's judgment on someone. We don't get to tell God what to do or how to. He prayed for him. But he's like, yo, yo, if God decides to do it or not. He was a merciful man, leaving the vengeance to God. And he was a targeted man. And this, will bring this towards a close here. It was after his refusal, the king was going to reward him for uh, the healing of his arm and he wanted to get his endorsement and the man said, I am not going back with you. God told me I couldn't even, look at the disdain of God for this system. He said, I can't even go up the same road I came in on. So he separated himself, got towards out of town, stopped under a big tree because in Palestine at that time around there, there's not a lot of trees and he was resting. And it's just like the devil to target you. And this is for those of you that walk with the Lord today. You're right, you're right with him. Your heart's right with him. Don't think just because you're out of town that you're out of sight that the devil can't get you and he's targeting you. He's targeting you. If he can't get you with the lustful immorality, if he can't get you with the love of money, if he can't get you with the false religion, he'll get you with a false anointing and a false prophet. So he told him to come back. He said, God said, I can't come back with you. He said, oh, well, an angel of the Lord appeared to me last night and told me that you were to come back with me. Please listen to this, Pastor. If myself or anyone else tells you anything that contradicts the Word of God, I and or they are liars. Liars. Well, Pastor John would know he's been preaching 40 years, you know. Don't trust your soul to another man. Don't don't trust your soul to anyone that would contradict the Word of God. How did this man of God be deceived? Well, I'm sure he was tired. I'm sure there was an... uh, uh, an anticlimactic dynamic to performing performing the word of the lord sis if you would come at least i'm sure that he was uh, not expecting it but there is part of it for all of us this is one of the things i'm most embarrassed of as a as a pastor early in my faith and i think i said this to you a couple weeks ago I've searched my heart. I asked the Lord. It feels to me that this is as honest as I can be. I just thought if books were in the Christian bookstore, they were Christian. And I'd put them out in the foyer and I would, you know, do a staff study on them. And I was so young in the Lord, I didn't have the discernment to see the things that I see today. And I didn't have people over me to help me. And this old prophet played on him. He said, you know, in essence, you're, you're new at this thing. I've been at it a while God wants you to come back with me so he came back and he's eating with the prophet drinking an old prophet he's no longer a prophet of God but the anointing of God comes on him and the old prophet pronounces judgment on the man of God said you shouldn't have disobeyed the word of the Lord and so he left and as he left you know that man of God knew He wasn't making it home. And a lion came out of nowhere and slew him. He didn't devour him. He killed him. And so when the man of God died, the donkey sitting or standing there beside it and the lion. So the lion's not attacking the donkey. The donkey's not leaving in fear. And there's the dead man. So the old prophet goes and gets him. The old prophet goes and gets him, and brings him back into town. Can you imagine what this? Just bear with me just a minute more here. What this looked like? So here's this old man on this donkey, and this dead man draped across the back, head on one side, legs on the other, just bouncing. Wasn't it just yesterday, or this morning, or yesterday evening, where he come in and pronounced judgment? And here he is dead. And then at his funeral, if you and I, I'm skipping towards this. Right before his funeral, as the old prophet brings him into town, I wonder if the people are thinking, if God didn't spare him, why would God smite that man of God to wake up the world? To save others. Paul said, when some of you take communion, that's why some of you are sick and others have died. Because you don't discern the body of the Lord and you just feel like you can play with me. And I'm not to be played with. That man died in the street. And here's the donkey and the lion saying, this was a supernatural thing. At the funeral, the old prophet said, Alas, my brother. Alas, look what your life has come to. You started out so well, but you ended so tragically. Alas, my brother. You knew the voice of God, but you substituted it with the voice of a man. Alas. Alas, my brother, you passed the test of evil and darkness, but you fell for one who appeared as an angel of light. Alas. Alas, my brother, had you just stayed close to God, true to his word, faithful to his commands, no one could have harmed you. But what the devil could not do, you did to yourself, bringing upon yourself the very judgment of God. Why does God put stories like this in the Bible? Why does Ananias and Sapphira fall dead in church and they drag them out by their feet? So that we won't play with Him. This ain't about church membership. This ain't about me being in your business, telling you who to date and where to work. It's it's reshaping God and His Word to fit carnal reasonings And it doesn't matter where the crowd worships. And it doesn't matter what the false prophet says. You know His voice. You know His word. And if everybody says we're allowed to do it and we know His word says we can't, we choose His word. Prophets will lie. Kings will lie. They'll open houses of worship and they'll swell with people. Everybody that didn't go to Jerusalem went to this church at Dan and Bethel. Packed house. Money coming in. And God's angry for the glory that's been stolen from him. Pastor, why did you preach this today? Are you looking for my repentance? I'm not looking for anything from you. I'm telling you so you can go examine yourself and see if you're in the faith. If there's any wicked way in you, you say, God, I repent of it. I I repent. I I confess it. I turned and I walk. With, I wash my hands of you, of it, of that. I'm not a judge of those preachers I used to listen to. Many of them forgot as much Bible as I know. I, I, I just, I can't. You, you changed who he was, and I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do that with you anymore. And in this last hour, we need to make sure that every fiber. Of the fabric of our soul is attached to truth the love of the truth jesus said i am the way i am the truth no darkness no light no no lies no golden calves no how can you make it easier for me if god says to worship him with my affections then I will. If God wants me to worship Him with my resources and my time, I will. If God wants me to be light and salt, I will. If He wants me to be in full-time ministry, I will. I will do what He requires of me to do. Now, because of my insecurities and humanity and weakness, if any part of this came across and it felt like, John, you ain't got to listen to that. do have to listen to his word what if God's in heaven now looking you know he's so powerful he can read everyone's heart at one time and it would be as if it was only one person and he's looking to see what you're going to do with this word what are you going to do with it there should be a reverence born from today that makes me walk a little softer so that I can repent and then walk more confidently than I ever have before would you stand with me this morning of us have room for repentance but if you're away from God this morning you're a believer you know it I I am away from God very quickly I just want to open this altar up for you to come and kneel so I, I got his spirits on me I have to I have to if that's you would you come Brother John, I'm not a Christian. I don't call myself a Christian. But I believe there's no covering for my sin. And I'm asking Jesus Christ to be my Savior today. And I'm repenting of my life. And I'm turning away from it. I'm turning towards Him. If that's you, I want you just to come. Anyone? I'll wait just a moment more. Saints, would you look this way? There was no part of this day, I believe, that made God happy that He smote that man that He loved. But He's serious about His glory and His Word and about the worship of people that He paid for with the blood of His Son. Make sure that. If he tells you to go to Jerusalem, that's that's the path you go. No man religion. It's Christ alone that we worship and serve. Amen. Father, thank you for this day, for the power of your word. Um, I know it was a a strong word today, Lord, but we need a strong word because evil's strong in this last hour. Help us to draw closer to you than we've ever been before. Nothing in between. Nothing between us, Lord nothing between us Lord and may great grace be upon us as we look for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ and all of God's people said amen tonight in the grill part three in the 180 degree Christian uh, Pastor Jason will be going over that lesson with you tonight so we'll see you in the grill